0: Hey, welcome into the Something Like Therapy podcast. We're back. Yes, we apologize for our extended absence. Uh, we were kinda getting back into the groove of things, uh, rejuvenating, repowering up, I guess you can say. Um, but we're back and we are so, so, so happy to be back and be with you guys. Um, Jess and I are going to kick things off with an episode on codependency. Yeah, such a fun, fun topic (laughs) as the first one back, Uh, but it's something that we've been kind of kicking around for the last few weeks and we just want to get it out there and get it to you guys and get some feedback on it. So stick around. Uh, Hopefully you learn something as I hope you do with all of our episodes and again, happy to be back with you guys. So let's get the show going.
1: What has it been like? A year, two?
0: Seventeen years? <laughs> Pretty sure. Yeah.
1: I don't know what happened.
0: We um, <laughs> we had to go cocoon, yeah. and then you know regenerate and come back stronger. I think. Uh, it's that's been, what
1: happened. It's been a few months now, but um, yeah, we we kind of went through some stuff and. Had to kind of collect ourselves. Honestly, I think if we would have kept doing it, our content probably would have been a little messy and maybe a little,
0: I don't
1: know, not so so friendly. (laughs) Right. You can kind of feel
0: sometimes when things just don't feel like 100% or that they're just not at the potential you want them. Yeah. It's kind of good because I'm glad that we maybe... Even if we didn't say it to each other, we subconsciously, I guess, recognize that. Um, yeah. And we both just, it's not like we had a conversation like, hey, we're going to take some time and step back because of this, this. We just didn't do them. And we just kind of like had an unspoken understanding as to why agreement we agreement yeah. <laughs> with each other. So, but it definitely does feel good to be back. Um, yeah. I missed doing, I missed this whole process. This whole, you know, thinking of an idea or of a subject doing some research, talking it over, and then actually mm-hmm. recording, so um, I'm really, really glad to be back.
1: This this episode probably could have been done about three weeks ago. I think we're ready to come yeah. back. I think we we're just kind of procrastinating a little right. bit, or like, ah, well, you know, like, well, okay, we'll try to do it today, but we weren't being very intentional about setting some time, but, yeah. I mean, in our defense... Um, the kids are back in school, so it just makes it a <laughs> lot easier. So. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's sort of like, you know, you might say, like, I only do things when I feel led, but it also has to fit into my schedule, the, the led part. So.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. So we are super, whew, super excited to be back. Um, not going to lie, kind of feels like we're starting all over again. But, you know, like, I look back on it, like, we did, what, about 10 episodes?
0: Um, I think think so, yeah. I want to say
1: about 10 episodes. So that's not bad, like, for our first... I guess you can say we did a spring season. Yeah. Took took some of the... Well, no, actually, it was winter. Winter season. And then we took spring and summer off. So coming into fall... Maybe you know, we'll be Ready like, for a new
0: season. Yeah, we'll be like a streaming server, like a show on a Netflix, <laughs> or like that was season one. You gotta wait for now, our... Yeah, now yeah. it's season two, or you We're can,
1: mid-season right now. Right. We're mid-season, so. And then you can
0: either be the person that, you know, waits every week for the show to drop and, <laughs> and watch it, or you just wait for however long, and then like, I'm just gonna binge it, and then do yeah. all of them back-to-back. Because, right.
1: you know, our, you know, whatever... 25 plus subscribers are just like, oh my god. 25
0: million probably. Oh, you're right. right, You're right. I'm sorry. I forgot.
1: I thought, I forgot those other zeros were there. So, yeah, yeah, my bad. For sure. Um, So, yeah, we're super excited to be back. We are refreshed and energized and ready to bring some much more insightful episodes for you guys. Um, You know, the last. We recorded what two, three episodes, and we never, never put them out. So,
0: I think so. yeah, they maybe those will be like a uh, what those do you call it? Like hidden, hidden of, tracks yeah. on, on like an album. Where I don't we know. Just throw those I, don't,
1: in. I don't know if everyone want to <laughs> put those out there, but there were some dark ones. They are pretty dark. Um, I think that's when we knew, like you know what, let's let's kind of kind of put those in the back burner for a little bit let's see what happens but
0: yeah bring those to the light of day later on when we add add to it or something
1: exactly so um what we want to do though is i think it's what we wanted to do from the beginning is just bring brings uh topics you know that you guys can probably relate to because you're just normal people living normal everyday lives Uh, And we want to bring situations that Derek and I both live every day because I feel like that's what people are going to relate to the most. Um, Not that that's not what we were doing, but I feel like this season (laughs) that we're going to be doing, uh, it's going to be a lot about just like relationships, things that we've been going through, experiences that we've had, which like I said, that's what we wanted to do from the beginning. But the reason we picked this topic because I, for me, I realized that a lot of the things that we've been going through these last few months probably had a lot to do with this particular topic that we're gonna be uh, discussing today. And it is uh, about codependency. And one of the things that I realized <laughs> throughout these few months is uh, how codependent I've been of my husband in the past and and just you know recently so I really I'm excited to talk about this topic because I feel like it's it's gonna bring a lot of insight you know not just to you guys like you know maybe in hidden little codependent ways that you might have in your relationship but I think even with us maybe bring some things to light
0: you know as we
1: discuss this topic
0: and I think it's kind of you know it was a little bit eye-opening for me um when you mentioned that when we were talking about this topic how you feel like you relate to a lot of those things in codependency in our in our marriage our relationship when it's like, like i guess it's it was eye-opening because i feel like i'm the codependent one but then you say you know you feel like that sometimes and it kind of made me realize that i think in every relationship there everyone probably has a feeling of like sometimes they can be codependent and I mean we're going to talk about it in in depth more in this episode but like um, I think everyone feels that because there's just times where you kind of do lean in on your your spouse or your partner um, because it's needed mm-hmm. um, and I think we're going to kind of go through the difference of like the healthy codependency and then the toxic codependency that people, you know, kind of put themselves and their, and their partner through or in. But um, yeah, so that was just kind of something that, and, and again, what I was going to say even before you introduced the topic was about doing these episodes, um, I'm excited to really get back into these topics and discussions just because, like I, we said uh, before, we're doing this for not just anyone who may be listening to this, um, but also for ourselves because we learn so much about, one, the topic because we do a little bit of research, but then, two, learn about ourselves and I learned about Jess and it's things that, like, we wouldn't have thought to say to each other or express, not because we were ashamed or felt guilty or anything. It's just, like, we never thought about it until we, like, started diving into the subject. So, yeah, it's... All of these topics that we always um, come up with is always a good learning experience, and I hope you guys get, um, you know, take from that as well. Um, but, yeah, definitely excited to get into all the topics we have in store. But, um, yeah, let's go ahead and, and start with this code codependency. Yeah,
1: just really quick, what you said about, you know, us learning about each other and one another. I it, It's crazy because how many times before we started this podcast which you and i are actually pretty good at it i'm 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 not to be you know like boastful about it but we're pretty good at having some pretty deep conversations with one another and we we love to talk like we're just both talkers right um but really if you think about it just your normal everyday couple how many times do they sit and talk about topics like this you know like Mm -hmm how codependent do you think we are with one another? Right. Like, no, we don't even do that either. We The only reason we talk about certain things is because, you know, we are trying to pick a topic for the podcast and we're like, okay, so this is signs of this and this is signs of that. And then we'd like start talking to each other like, wait, dang, I, I feel like I have the tendency of doing that, you right. know, or you 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 see that in yourself or we see that in one another. So honestly... I really hope that, like you said, that this, this podcast doesn't just, you know, doesn't offer a door for you guys to get to know us a little bit more, but get to know yourselves and also maybe have some of these conversations with your family, your loved ones. Like, hey, you know, maybe these are some things that we can look up and see if it's, if we have tendencies of, of you know, doing or being this way. And, Just starting conversation because more and more we're seeing people lose conversation, lose communication because of the world that we live in, you know, just media, busyness, like hecticness, you know, and even with, I I know that I struggle, sorry, I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but um, I struggle with just communicating with people now, you know, talking to people. And I think one thing that I noticed about us starting this podcast is that it's, it's it's bringing me back into conversation, not just with you and I, but with other people and allowing myself to expand (laughs) my topics, you know, Mm and then just the everyday, hey, how's it going? Hey, you know, did you see this on social media? Like, talk about more, talk about things that actually we live through every day.
0: Yeah, and um, a lot of the times, and I think we've talked about this before too, where you, you know, people that are in a relationship Maybe it's been, you know, six months or three years or five years or whatever, um, but they feel like, oh, no, we're in a good place because I talk to my spouse or I talk to my partner, but you don't even realize, like you mentioned just a little bit ago, like, what are the conversations you're having? You don't realize that the conversations Mm -hmm. you're having are so surface of how was work? How was your day? Hey, did you hear about the teacher said this about, um, you know, uh, Jimmy or whatever, like just, just surface stuff and... I know, um, like you just mentioned the other day where, uh, where you were just like, I don't, I don't really like, uh, passing by conversation. Like, Hey, how've you been? Like oh, when you yeah. run into someone at a store, Hey, how have you been? Oh my God, <laughs> we should get together. Okay, cool. We saw someone you and I was just
1: like, let's go before that. Yeah. That starts. And it's
0: not it's even like... like, we don't not like those people or like, we just like, I hate those kind of like, it makes it awkward and stuff. But anyways, like relating it back to the, your relationship, It's like really right now, even if you haven't, uh, you know, in a while, like stop and think, okay, what was the last deep conversation I had with my partner? Like, what were we really talking about? And what's funny is like, well, you may ask like, well, how do I just out of nowhere, like tell me your innermost feelings? Like, no, like, yeah, sometimes it's awkward to start the conversation, but because you mentioned like, oh, you're, you know, one of those things could just be like, oh, did you see this, this thing on social media? But honestly, sometimes like this morning. It was something that came up with the the fires in Maui, and it just was about like the government thing. And, and if you guys haven't looked into that, really look into oh, that shit because it is insane that they're just literally stealing land from those poor poor people. But um, anyways, it's like something that's like a conversation starter, which it led to that, then it led to like the government, then it led to like like financial security and what people are are able to do now, and it just it led to like what our plan is, and <laughs> it's it just kind like, of like yeah, it kind of snowballs into deep conversations of what our plans are and what our hopes are and all these things so it's like never take for granted like anything can really like spark a good conversation um and that happens to us a lot like we really just well like we said the reason we started doing this because we had so many of those conversations we're like dude we should just record this and it would be a (laughs) podcast but um yeah so anyways like it's kind of funny that you talked i don't know if you planned that but it literally segues into, because we have a list, like always, we have a list of things like signs or symptoms of, um, you know, the topic that we're, we're going to be discussing. Um, but the first one, <laughs> kind of coincidentally, uh, is number one, like there is a lack of genuine and honest communication mm-hmm. in your relationship. So that's one, the first sign, not the most important, but just the first one of signs of codependency in a relationship. Um and I think, yeah, it's important. Like we've we've said for so many other topics um, and just in general, like communication is, mm-hmm. like I feel like saying is key is an understatement. It is the, it is the lifeline. Key. It's the blood. It's the whole yes. foundation. It's the essence of your guys' relationship is to have open and honest communication mm-hmm. with each other. Um, and I think, you know, when they're saying there's a lack of genuine and honest communication because how can you really be genuine and honest with someone that either you're the person that's dependent on that other person or that other person always feels that weight of dependency on their shoulders um you can't really be honest with each other because if you were honest i would think that it would come up like hey Mm -hmm. this isn't good for us this is toxic we need to work on this so i understand that completely
1: um yeah and i think i would say it is it is the, the most important, I think it's the top because just like you said, it, it is the foundation communication. I think we've gotten so good at miscommunication. Hmm. We've gotten so good around, you know, beating around the bush of, of what it is that we really want to say. And it's, you know, the genuine and honest communication, I think, it comes down to, and I think you and I both struggle with this because we had a conversation a few months back about this about how we're so afraid. We've been together, what, like 15 years now? We've yes. been married 12 years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I really think about, you know, you would think that we know each other so well and, and we, you know, we're comfortable and we trust each other, but yet this particular. <laughs> point with a genuine and honest communication is something that we've struggled with for a long time. And to be honest with you, I think that's just a lot of people and it's not anything to be ashamed of, but it's definitely something to work on because I think we all have fears. We all have fears of, of either one, not, you know, being misunderstood, um, dismissed, you know, or, or making. Or someone making you feel like, you know, what what you're saying is really not that important or it's not that serious, it's not that big of a deal. But at the end of the day, our only responsibility is just to communicate clearly to, you know, to one another. And I think that one one of the reasons I think this is such a sign of codependency is because we tend to communicate what the other person wants to hear Mm. we don't ever say exactly how we're feeling what it is that we want or, or that we need in the relationship we always tend to cater around the other person and you know how do you want how do you want the other person to feel you know and i think what we need to really work on is not necessarily not care how the other person feels but communicate from a genuine and loving place but still don't compromise what it is that you really want to communicate and and make known because yeah. that's the only way the person's really going to get to know you you know but being someone that that is realizing how codependent I am in this relationship or I have a tendency of being codependent I can communicate in ways that i'm not really saying what i want to say mm. or it can come out a little passive aggressive when i say it
0: you yeah. know and i think i mean in a relationship or just in general someone that can communicate clearly um and and truly um express their thoughts and their feelings to if it's their spouse or their friend or their coworker, is someone that is confident and is feels safe mm-hmm. um because if you don't have that, if you have, like, low self-esteem or, or you just don't feel confident in yourself, you won't be able to, to speak clearly. You won't be able mm-hmm. to speak and express your, your emotions and your thoughts. Um, and that's obviously key in a relationship to where you need to be with someone that gives you that space and mm-hmm. gives you that kind of, you know, um, confidence in yourself to feel like, yeah, I can tell you what I'm feeling and I don't have to worry about your your response. I mean, we, we'll all still feel that. I mean, I, and I speak, again, I can't speak for anyone else, speak for myself, of kind of always having that little worry or fear in the back of my head of like, and I think it's like what you said. It's not so much that I think you're you you know you're a person that's gonna respond bad, but it's like more of a fear of like, I'm gonna not be able to communicate, communicate clearly And you're going to take it the wrong way because Mm -hmm. I didn't express it correctly, you know. So, um, yeah, I I think you're right. It is probably a reason why that is number one because it is one of the biggest things of, you know, being able to express express yourself uh, to eliminate any type of whatever issues you may have going on in your relationship, like dependencies. Yeah,
1: and it makes sense why number two would be you need approval from your partner. You know yeah. and that's one of the reasons why communication is so hard because we don't want to say anything that's gonna make our partner uncomfortable or disagree with us or you know or not get that approval mm-hmm. that we're we're seeking you know so much so.
0: And I think the approval thing too. Like, uh, sorry to cut you off. Like, uh, what, one of the topics we did um, was um, oh my gosh, my mind just went blank, but. Uh, oh, being pleasing? a people pleaser. Yeah. So, you know, always seeking your partner's approval is kind of a, you know, a, a symptom or a sign of being a people pleaser. Because you're always trying to do stuff for other people. And goes along with what you said in saying things that you know your partner wants to hear mm-hmm. rather than expressing yourself. So, yeah. Um, and, and you're trying to
1: maintain the peace, right? Exactly. Like, that's what you're and... trying. We always think, uh, I, I don't know, remember where I heard this. A long time ago where if you are in a relationship and you guys never fight that's not a relationship yeah. right like it's not that's one, not for that's sure. definitely mm. not healthy because there's really obviously no communication there both of y'all just faking it mm. all the time because no matter what you know regardless of what kind of relationship you're in you're you're two different completely completely different individuals. And there's gonna be a misunderstanding. There's gonna be things you're you you do not agree on. And and there's I mean, unless I, I don't know, you were cloned. And I think even <laughs> then <laughs> you would develop right. different habits at some point Identical of your life.
0: Twins probably fight, you know, too. Yes. Like, <laughs> the <same> so, person. <laughs>
1: so I think, you know, it, it's something that just we all kinda do. We seek we seek approval and, and we want to keep the peace and and we don't want any type of confrontation but there's times where you are going to have to disagree to disagree and there's going to be times where you're just going to have to talk it out you know there's and there's going to be times where I'm I'm not going to get an approval from you and and that doesn't mean of course I think there's a level of you know like uh, for example let's say if I want to just go on a some kind of spiritual trip for a whole month and I'm just like, you have to let me go. Like, I mean, technically I guess you you can, but I, would that be wise for our family? I don't know. So there's like a level of approval. You know what I mean? Like there's things that you, you can seek for approval and there's other things that I don't really necessarily need an approval from you. You know? Yeah. Did I make sense what I was trying to say with that?
0: Exactly. I mean, and again, um, I don't know if you're like, doing this ahead, but that segues into the next where you said, like, go on a spiritual thing for yourself. Oh, that's so
1: funny. I didn't. Yeah. Where
0: uh. <laughs> number three is self-care becomes selfish. Um, so, yeah, like, and again, the example you said, obviously, in extreme, I mean, in most cases, but it like, if it was, like, absolutely needed to where <laughs> you needed a month in like, like,
1: girl, you need to go. Yeah, then, of
0: course, <laughs> it is. And that's, again, that's the whole environment and space that you should have in your relationship to where okay. if something may is if something is absolutely needed but it but it's gonna put like stress or strain on the relationship, then that's something again you guys have to have a genuine conversation about, be completely open and honest, and really decide together whether it's going to, you know, if, if it's absolutely needed and, and when and if you guys can survive it. Um, but yeah, like if you know you having or you being in a relationship to where you feel like scared to say hey i need this because i need it for myself i need some sort of uh you know a getaway or i need a cleanse or i need whatever or even if it's not something like that you just need to make changes in the relationship of your guys's day-to-day just because how you feel like things are going is it has not been good um then that should be something that you you get and when you have someone that is codependent or dependent on a, a certain way that you are, or a certain way that, or certain things that you guys may do, um, if that other person's dependent on that, they can be very uh, um, resistant to yeah. like wanting to change it because they're dependent on a, a, way, a certain way things go and they put themselves kind of first. So
1: it's so funny. This just made me think about the time that I asked you. I, and I was so hesitant on bringing this up and I think I ended up messaging you one day when you were at work asking you if it was okay for me to to book one night at a you know at a hotel just to go and just like decompress you know I was really going through it I was I, I honestly don't know I was just going through a lot of like stress and I was in the middle of like therapy and just trying to process a lot of things just doing a lot of healing And I remember just feeling one, like I didn't really, I don't want to say it sounds dramatic, but not that I didn't deserve it, but I was being dramatic. I felt like I was being dramatic that I needed this time off for myself, you know, but I also, I also felt like in a way I was afraid of going and doing this for myself on my own. I still haven't done it, but I, I, I do want to do it eventually at some point. Um, but I was afraid to go somewhere on my own, by myself, and process things on my own. And I really thought about it. It's like, why do I feel like this is selfish of me to want this? And to be honest with you, that I think that was one of the moments that I realized I was like kind of dependent on you. One, to say, yes, it's okay for me to go or to you know to actually go and do something on my own for myself and it was a big eye-opener for me because i realized that i was a lot more codependent of this relationship than than i i i could ever even imagine you Mm -hmm. know and it started kind of opening my eyes to a lot of other different things when you were working you know and you you would have to be gone for three days a week sometimes and how much i was really afraid of you being gone and afraid of you know being on my own so yeah I I I, because it's funny when I when I read that that point I was just kind of like well what does that mean like you know being being selfish and I'm realizing that now like you know because you you could have taken that as like well why would you you know what, why do you need that? Or, you know, you could have felt like I was kind of abandoning you, but mm. it was me. It actually was me that felt like I not necessarily was abandoning you, but I had to go and do something on my own. And that's, yeah. it, that's, you know, scared me. And it's literally one day, you know, but, um,
0: yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah, and two people that when you're in a relationship, you can take the approach of, like you said, I could have responded in the sense of like, so you're saying in order for you to decompress or you to help yourself you need to be away from me or be away from our relationship like why is that we're we're married you know Mm -hmm. we should be able to get through everything together and it's like a hundred percent yes you 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 do life and you get through things together but no matter how strong or how um you know, much in love, whatever you guys are in a, in a relationship, people are still individuals. Mm -hmm. Like we're, we're still two individuals that came together and the whole, you know, little Bible thing of like two people become one, like people don't become one. (laughs) You're still (laughs) two people, two individual consciousness, uh, that, you know, bind together and, and promise to each other, we're going to do life together. However, self-care is still a very, very important thing because it's care that, no one else can give it. You can hire the most expensive, you know, educated therapist in the whole world or, or a spiritual guru, but anyone, and if you've ever gone to like um, anyone that, you know, like a spiritual guru or something, they will all tell you the same. This is not me. I'm not doing anything for you. All I'm doing is giving you a space so that you can look deep within yourself and fix yourself. You, you, mm-hmm. we're, we're responsible for fixing ourselves and no one else. Um, so it, it it just makes sense, you know, and, and that's the whole thing with, you know, not feeling that self-care becomes selfish to where you may be in a relationship where, yeah, it, it's just you, you didn't realize when it happened, but at some point being able to ask, hey, can I get away is it, so like foreign that it's just like, oh, I, w- I would never do that. Like I would we, we do everything together and it's mm-hmm. like. Hey, I'm all for being close with your spouse and wanting to do, you know, life with them, but you need that time, you know, and if they don't give that to you, then that's definitely a red flag as to, Hey, what's, what's wrong in our relationship? What's wrong in our trust that we can't be separate, have separate lives um, when when it's needed.
1: That goes perfectly into number four. You feel the need to save them from themselves. And it's, it's true because that,
0: well, really, like, yeah. really, really fast. Like, that literally is, you know, sometimes there's... You know how we say, like, there's people that they seek these kind of people out. Like we were saying with the the people pleaser. There's people pleasers in the world, and there, there's people that seek the people pleasers out because mm-hmm. they know I can get from them. I can take their energy, take their time. Um, In this case, it, it's it's almost the same. You get people that... Literally, the people that want to be saved, the people that like reach out, like I want someone to fix me. I want someone to take care of me. They seek the people that actually kind of maybe even get off on like, oh, I feel needed. Oh, I have a purpose. Mm I am here for them. I make them stronger.
1: People that are codependent on the people that need them.
0: Exactly. And Mm -hmm. well, it's that it's like that article we read. It's that cycle of codependency where it's like that person is addicted to the person that's addicted to them needing Mm -hmm. them. So it's just like no one's going to break that cycle as one of them jun- jumps off that merry-go-round, but usually they don't because they don't even see that they're in that cycle. They think okay. that's the norm. Oh, this must be what everyone's relationship is like, right? Like they, you know, they're helpless, I help them, and then sometimes I'm helpless and they help me and it's like, yeah, we should be there for our partners in that sense, but it shouldn't be where it's dependent. I need this person to fix me. I need this person to make me who I am or i need know? this
1: person to need me
0: yeah exactly mm-hmm. so. and
1: it's you know i can i can relate to that in my in my friendships and as being someone that is very like i'm an empath and i can sense a lot of things and sometimes that becomes my weakness because i love to talk and to help people you know now that I do like tarot readings, and that's become a, like a really an outlet for me to be able to go in deeper with people. Um, readings that I've done, I've con- tapped into their trauma and, and, you know, done things like that. And eventually that's what I want to do with tarot. But I can become very addicted to the fixing mm-hmm. role. And i noticed that even way before i started doing tarot you know with my friendships i became they they became very codependent of me to be there for them when they needed me and i became very addicted to that to that dynamic of oh cool they're calling me because they Mm -hmm. need my advice because i'm the one that has all the wisdom yeah you know like and and i became very much trapped in that cycle that I was honestly creating yeah. because it wasn't so much the other person because the other person made it very clear that this is what the relationship and yeah. the friendship was about, right? And I was the one that kept it going because I could have closed that door and I didn't.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I kept that cycle going because it was actually feeding something within me. It was that that need that I had within me that nine, the I nine needed, you know, yeah. filled.
0: And I think, uh, you know... If a therapist is good, it doesn't maybe you need to be a therapist, but a therapist especially because they are trained and, you know, they're professionals. Um, but even if just like a friend, if you have someone that, you know, that's the kind of relationship you have to where, you know, they they come to you and you hear them out, you hear what they're going through, give them advice. Um, if you identify exactly like what you said, like, okay, we've been doing this for like months now and... Even if it's like the same situation, you're just not getting over this, um, or if it's just new stuff, but it's it's similar to what you've been going through, a good therapist or, or person giving advice will just, just like go to that person and be like, okay, look it, obviously we've kind of hit a ceiling of, of this advice giving here. Um, and maybe we need to like step back, or maybe you just mm-hmm. need to, to seek someone else out, or do it on your own you know because you can only again you can only give someone so much advice they have to make the decision they have to make the change um but yeah like but you know you might have therapists out there where like you said they get addicted to that i love fixing people i love giving this advice and they just keep doing it and it's just like you need to be better you need to be a professional and identify hey i know when to keep going and i know when to stop
1: Anyone, I feel. I mean, I'm not. Again, I only. I come. I come from it more from the spiritual side, you know, with tarot. Uh, and the cool thing is that it's literally only an hour session that I do. So it's you know I can cut it off, and you know because people have to pay, they don't come back as often as you know I would like for them to come back. But <laughs> you know that's the cool thing with it, having having it being like a paid service because it's people are, are gonna really try to get what they can from that hour and try to apply it on their own, right? But someone that, that doesn't, that comes to like a friend, you know, they, they, they just, they, it keeps coming and coming and coming and yeah. they keep doing, but anyone that, that does this professionally and I think if they, they try to do it the way that maybe a friend or a mom or whatever, someone just in your personal life tries to do that, they would burn out, they wouldn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> they because it, it becomes so draining and and you give so much of your energy, you know, to trying to fix someone that you completely lose yourself. And that's something that I've realized that I became so codependent on my friendships, you know, trying to fix them and figure them out, that I realized that I was completely losing sight of me. And, and honestly, I realized that I became, and I, and I know I still struggle with this, but I couldn't take constructive criticism because to me it was like, you come to me to ask me what to do. Why the hell are you telling me what to do? (laughs) Like, don't, don't try to speak into my life in that way. And that was so not okay. You know, so. Um, I know we kind of ranted on this on this particular point, but I think it's it's so important to recognize that cycle within yourself uh, of if you're trying to either trying to allow someone to fix you or if you're trying to take the role of the savior also, because it becomes a very codependent type of relationship and cycle that becomes very hard to
0: break. And the person that's doing the saving, it's sort of like. They don't – they can't comprehend or understand why why you're trying to tell them like it's not healthy for you to mm-hmm. always feel like you want to help and save this person or save someone when it's just like, well, why? But I'm doing – I'm helping them and it's like sometimes you're people don't – you know, I wouldn't <laughs> say they don't want your help because that person probably is addicted to the help but they, they don't want to actually take your advice or take your help and then grow they just wanted you to keep feeding them mm-hmm. the help it's and a just process. be in that and be in that kind of you know cycle.
1: Uh, healing and growing—it's a process, right? Like yeah. no one, no one's going to be able to come and like. I, I think about like you know someone that plants a seed and they keep on covering it. Is it ready? Is it? Is it has it grown? Like, well, fuck! You keep on covering it. Like it's not going <laughs> to freaking grow. Like you have to let it yeah. do what it's going to do, right? And. And I think that someone that tends to be the savior does that. Yeah. You know, waters and waters and waters, and then comes in a, and, and uncovers it. And then it's they like, take well, the whole
0: thing out and, like, let me see the roots. Yeah. Is it growing? It's and like, it's well, like, you just took it out of its. Yeah,
1: you can do that. you got to <laughs> allow it to just do what it needs yeah. to do. and And as someone, again, that does sometimes see themselves as the savior. It's had a little bit of a god complex, like it's you you can get very addicted to that going back and checking, going back and mm-hmm. checking and it's not a responsibility. It's yeah. really not. Whew, that was a long point. Sorry. <laughs> um,
0: the next one I, I you know I'm gonna take the husband approach to it.
1: Oh jeez
0: <laughs> okay, so it says you have a hard time making your own decisions. and it's not so much that I have a hard time making my own decisions. I just don't want to make the bad one or the one I'm gonna get. Okay, y'all. Yelled at. To, w-
1: welcome to Jessica and Derek's like a little insight on on like marriage therapy for them. Okay. Yeah,
0: so like here here's a just perfect. Just make the
1: goddamn decision. Okay. Perfect example. Just, just...
0: I'm in I'm in aisle eight at Stater Brothers <laughs> and there's traditional red sauce. There's tomato tomato basil red sauce and then there's garlic herb red sauce for the spaghetti tonight. I would say, she, you know, obviously it'd be like, oh, well, just pick one. It doesn't matter. Oh, my God. But if oh, I bring really? home the wrong one. Yeah. Really? Aisle 8, Stater Brothers.
1: <laughs> so stupid.
0: <laughs> no, there's so many times. Well, and I know there's like memes and, and whatever on it. But what? I, just anytime i just like, okay, I'm going to go to the store. She's, I will just, I, will, I won't even have to say it anymore. I'll just give her the look right before gonna, I leave. And she's like, don't. I'm going to put my... I'm turning my phone off. Do not call <laughs> me. Do not text me. Just make the damn decision on what to get, okay? But... I'm literally
1: shaking at my seat because you know what blows my freaking mind is I use the same sauce all the freaking <laughs> really time. Are really on the
0: spaghetti sauce?
1: Okay, we're going to stay on the spaghetti sauce because I, <laughs> I mean I hardly ever make spaghetti but when I do, I use the same flipping sauce... Every single time you're going to tell me that you don't have that fucking picture in your head and just like, oh, yeah, that's that's the one she always gets.
0: If someone offered me a million dollars right now to say what spaghetti sauce you eat, I couldn't tell them. Oh, I
1: have no idea. That, that's where my frustration comes because I, I don't understand. I just it, I don't get it. But if I randomly name a freaking movie, you can probably recite the whole freaking movie.
0: I will give you the director. Pervetum. The producer. The cinematographer. The sound editor. When hear it came out.
1: I can't. I can't. And that's where... Are we done with this point? Because I think it's going to... Well, no. but Before we move
0: on. So the the actual point probably, or the discussion we should have on you have a hard time making your own decisions is again well and it, it kind of makes sense codependency you're dependent on that other person's input you're dependent on that other what that other person wants of course you know so yeah that that just makes perfect sense so i mean and again these are signs and symptoms so making the smallest decisions but or also making the biggest decisions in your relationship you feel like you can't pull the trigger on something and i'm not saying that like you know, I mean, yeah, you should definitely, if you're you're in a committed relationship um, and definitely in a marriage, like you're not going to like pull the trigger on a brand new car and just show mm-hmm. up and like, hey, I just put us down for this. So now we're in debt, you know, $68,000. Like, no, you're going to discuss these things. That's not what we're talking <laughs> about. We're talking about decisions that impact, you know, your life together, your life separate, um, your day to day, your home. Um, you feel like you can't, make any decision without this person's like approval and yes that you can go ahead and do this you know
1: I just thought about the office with um Pam and Jim right where I think it's the f- one of the first episodes where I don't know if they had gotten married already yet or not but anyways he went and bought his parents house without telling oh, Pam yeah. mm-hmm. right and you see throughout the show that he tends to kind of do that throughout when he invested in the business mm-hmm. and, you know, he started. And then when he, again, decided that they were going to move to Philadelphia, right? I think they were going to move to Philly. like, And he just, he has this, like, pattern of making decisions without telling her. Mm-hmm. And eventually she's just like, you're completely excluding me from these big life yeah you know, decisions that we should be making together. So that's like the extreme of the 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 opposite, right? Yeah. So I think when you're in a relationship, yes, you can, you, you, you can make decisions on your own and there's, you know, everyday decisions. Like, should I go up on a walk today and, you know, make a healthy choice for myself today? Yeah, you should. You shouldn't depend on your spouse being active for you to do that on your own, right? So... There's those kind of decisions that we can make every single day on our own. And then these, they're the big decisions of buying a house, buying a new car, like these things that will eventually affect the both of you together. Those are the things that we need to be considerate of each other, you know? So I think at at that point, you know, I think it's just being, using some wisdom and some common sense, (laughs) you know? But um, with this particular point about making decisions, I think, and I see it in us, and this is kind of the last thing I'll touch in this topic because we're kind of ranting on this, but I feel that there was a lot of times that we would fall off of our healthy lifestyle because one, the other would fall off, Mm -hmm. or the other would kind of slack off, and then I'm like, well, okay, well, he's, or he or she is slacking, so we're just, okay, we're just going to take this week off, and before we knew it, it's a month, and two months, and three months, and... And then we would become kind of, like, resentful of each other, or at least I would, like, well, why isn't he being healthy? Like, that would make it so much easier for me if he did that, you know, he did this, like, or, you know, why isn't he saving money on this? Or, you know, it makes it harder for me. Well, if he's going to do that, then I'm going to do this. And it's like, no, we have to make these decisions for ourselves because, one, if we're doing The right thing and we're saving or we're being healthy or we're being active, whatever, you know, or like keeping up the house clean, then that's going to motivate the other person to want to also do the same. But at the end of the day, that is completely up to the other person to make those choices on their own or not, you know,
0: you could say that we were dependent on the other person starting it. And I know I'm guilty of that because we've talked about that where you've literally had that honest and genuine you know conversation with me where it's like I need you to just sometimes you just do it. Like don't Mm -hmm. wait around for me to start it. Like you just do it. And I'm you know, I will wholeheartedly admit like yeah, I become dependent on especially when it comes to things like that. Like, you know, if we if we've been on a you know a binge of like not you know not working out or not eating good um, of just kind of like, well, I'm going to let this ride out until Jess finally like, hey, we need to get back to it. And like, okay, then I'll do it. It's like, no. And like this this last time um, around where we we started, you know, training with our trainer one-on-one and, you know, going back to the, the, the lifting class that we used to do, I was kind of the one that just, you know, text Jessica and was like, hey, we're going to do this. I know it's going to, you know, it costs money and stuff, but we need to invest and we're just going to do it. And she told me like, Good. I was going to, I said yes, because I'm just glad you were the one to like push it and, and, and to push us and let's, let's just go, let's just do it. So yeah, it's, you know, you become, um, you know, dependent on waiting for the other person to, to be the first one to, to do something, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, the next point, again, these all kind of just go in line with each other is you feel like you can't say no, um, and that that makes sense because, you know, if you're someone that's dependent um, on the other person in the relationship, you it's kind of like going along with like people pleasing where if they bring it up, it's like, well, I'm not going to say no to you. Like, you, yes, let's just do it. Like, mm-hmm. Because either if you're the if you're the person that's dependent on the other one, whatever that person wants to do, let's just do it because I, I need this person. I can't mm-hmm. go on. I can't, you know, survive without them. Um, And then if it's the opposite and you're the the savior one, what you feel like you need to take care of that person. So if they're asking to do something or they want to do this, yes, let's just give it to them because Mm -hmm. I know they need it. Let me give them what they need. So again, vicious cycle, but it it can be uh, on both ends of not wanting or feeling scared to like say no to them, Mm -hmm. to their ideas or what they want.
1: This is like an interesting one. I feel like this one, like you feel like you can't say no, almost like touches... All like the first five, um, probably just not one. But you like you feel like you you can't say no because one you can't communicate. You know you can't communicate your your needs and and what it is that you really want to do. Yeah, why yeah. you
0: believe it should be a no? You, know, right. you can't say it.
1: Um, you don't. You know you want to get approval from your spouse because you're just like, well, if I say no, they're gonna get mad and then it's just gonna be weird. And mm-hmm. It's gonna be a shitty day. Like we're just gonna say yes. You know and and then the next one it's um you feel like your self-care becomes selfish like where no maybe it's a certain situation where you really don't want to do this it makes you feel uncomfortable you don't you know like it just makes you you don't
0: it's not good feel, for you you
1: don't feel good yeah, yeah it's maybe it's maybe something it's for them for they're you. like I,
0: we really need to do this and it's like maybe that'll help you or you think it'll help you but it's gonna set me back or it's not something that i want to do like you know
1: yeah and and then yeah and then just say no and then maybe allowing them to to figure out you know figure out do they really want to do this or not making that decision on their own if it's really wise for you know for this situation to take place or not so I really think it's it's just funny because the because I was kind of like looking at it like well why you know why is that a, like sometimes it's good to codependent, say codependent yeah. Uh, yeah but I know it's really it, it is true it's sometimes saying no I uh, we had uh, friends come over uh, a few weeks back and they really want to go to this spot that you and I usually don't. Derek and I, it's not really our thing. It's something that we used to... It was our hangout spot, like, back in the day when (laughs) we first started going out. And uh, it's just one of those places where, you know, it used to be really fun and then it turned into not so fun. And we just kind of set a hard boundary of just, like, we're not going back there anymore. (laughs) You know, we've always... I don't know. we. It's just... It's kind of like a... I don't know, it brings back a lot of bad memories kind of place, right? So our friends came over and um they really wanted to go cuz we had gone there one time years ago, yeah. years ago and we had a lot of, you know, we had a lot of fun and and we're like, okay, well, let's just go, you know, so, you know, my friend wants to go. Let's just have a good time, make the best of it. And Derek was just like, no, like we really shouldn't go. Every time we go, it's just bad. Like, the last time we went, we got COVID there. So it's just all bad, like bad memories. And, you know, Derek was really trying to tell me no. And I was just like, no, we're going. And sure enough, I mean, we had a good time, but... I think at the end of the night we looked at it like, okay, we're done with this place, right? Like we're, we're, we're officially done going to this place because nothing good comes out of the situation, you know? So I think it was like a learning moment for me too. we just, you know, Derek trying to tell me no and, and be very clear with that. And I, I don't, I don't want to say like, I, I was mean by dismissing it or I was trying to be mean by dismissing him. It was more like, okay, let's just do this for our friends. And, You know, it's not... I mean, like, I know that I could have told my friend, like, honestly, like, we really, really don't want to go. And they would have been fine with it, you know. But I was really trying to please my friends. And, you know, that's just something I wanted to do for them. But at the end of the day, I feel like I could have respected your no. And I could have just, you know, explained to my friends, like, hey, this isn't... It's really just not a good place to go to. And, And, and it's you know, it's just... Not that it's bad or anything. It's just not, we're not comfortable there. And we could have just not gone, you yeah. know. But that, to me, like, that's an example of how saying no on an, like, not everyday situation, but a, a situation that you can run across in a relationship or even a friendship too, you know. Of just saying no and respecting that person's no and just like, okay, you know, I understand that. You know, it just, we can think back on it and just see like, okay, yeah, maybe we would have been, you know, Better to not go. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, all right. So number...
0: Seven.
1: Number seven, you have abandonment issues.
0: I mean, abandonment issues can lead to a lot of toxic relationship traits and and symptoms. Um, But I mean, the way that I kind of relate it to dependency or codependency is, again, on both sides. So the person that obviously is dependent... Um, if you have abandonment issues, you're that's probably why you're dependent on someone. Yeah. you don't you know you can't you know function without them. You kind of need them to take care of you and you feel like if they're not there, it goes with I've been abandoned my whole life and I'm just you know, I can't do things on my mm-hmm. own. But then if you're someone who has that savior role or likes to be in that savior role, and maybe you have gone through abandonment issues, you are almost like, I need to save this person. I need to be there for this person because I know what it feels like for you know, for people to turn their back on you and, and to be abandoned. Um, so you kind of are like pushing yourself into that role or you you kind of convince yourself as to why you need to be in that role. So I mean, you know, abandonment issues can be impacts on both types of people. Um, and it could and it just be a, a, an impact... Overall, for, for many reasons why people are the way they are in, you know, like I said, people pleasing and, mm-hmm. and just other just different not good traits that you could have about yourself. But, um, yeah, it makes sense with this, with codependency in a relationship.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, I don't think it was until I started therapy that I realized that I had some form of like abandonment issues I've always considered myself like super independent, super uh just like I was such a just go getter, fighter type of person. You know, I was a single mom. I proud I prided myself in or back then I did in never really needing anyone. But at the root of it I, I realized that I had a lot of abandonment issues because I pretty much, you know, never I was raised by a single mom never knew my dad you know the little history on me but and i i to me i was always like well i didn't ever know my dad so i didn't really know what i was missing out on so i don't really have abandonment issues from that because technically he was never there so i wasn't technically abandoned you know but as you go to therapy and you start to realize like now there's there's some you know deep-rooted abandonment issues and what you just said right now about someone that uh, has abandonment issues, how they can tend to be the savior because they they want to make sure that the people in their lives never go, never feel that abandonment, um, because we felt it. It really kind of hit me because it's it's very very true how you can become the overly aggressive person towards trying to fix someone and save someone and at the end of the day it it is having abandonment issues can either having undealt with abandonment issues can either lead to a very codependent relationship as far as I need you to I need someone to take care of me I need someone to fix me I need someone to figure this out for me or with me or I'm going to try and take care of. I mean, that's exactly what you just said right now, but it is very true to, it's very true to get stuck in either one of those roles if you don't figure out some way or form to heal those abandonment issues. And it's I, I mean, anyone that has gone through any form of abandonment, it doesn't necessarily need to be by a parent, um, it could be by a spouse, it could even be by a friend. You know, you feel like your best friend just up and left or your boyfriend, your girlfriend, you know, your sibling. You can feel that feeling of abandonment really from, from anyone, um, someone that you become dependent on. So I really do recommend anyone that has, has, or is going through that right now, really seek some help because, You can get stuck in a pattern that is, before you know it, very difficult to get out of. And it becomes a very toxic situation. And this can really lead into a very, not just toxic, but even abusive type of situation with one another. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we were looking up uh, signs, and I think we're going to have to make this a part too, Um, type of episode because we're already going really long so we'll probably end it here but as we were reading you know other signs of codependent a lot of it was in abusive relationships and what happens when you get stuck in this type of relationship before you know it you can fall into a very controlling type of environment And now everything that the other person does, you want to have a say in or vice versa. You know, whatever the other person becomes so codependent on you. Now they want to dictate what it is that you do in your life. And that's very dangerous because it leads, like I said, to a very toxic and dangerous environment Mm -hmm. and relationships. So I do encourage anyone that's going through that, um, please, because I've been in a toxic and abusive relationship in the past and it's very hard to get out of it it's it's probably one of the hardest things you'll ever go through because it makes you question yourself a lot and that's the problem with codependency is that it makes you question yourself and it does cause you to hold back truth it does cause you to not speak your honest you know opinions and thoughts because you're afraid to piss someone off or, you know, make them uncomfortable. Um, And all these things that we've listed, there's, I believe, eight more that we will go into the next half, but they can really begin to create a lot of inner turmoil within you if it's not addressed and if it's not treated properly and in the right way
0: yeah definitely. I think that's you know again, it's always for everything. it's two to tango you know and exactly. in every relationship there like I always say it's a two-way street. Um, so even if someone uh, like I think we I forgot what episode it was, but when we hit on that where they were saying like, you know it, whatever your your girlfriend comes and tells you, uh, you know, oh, I, I just broke up with my boyfriend and and this and this and he's so bad and he you know for three years, uh, he would do this, and I had to suffer through that, and blah, 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 blah. But then, like we said, like you can easily turn to that friend and just be like, you also allowed that to happen for three years. Mm-hmm. You also allowed yourself to go through that. And again, the reasons why people stay in relationships, I mean, too many to list as to why you feel you're not strong enough to remove yourself from it. Um, and we'll go into this more on, on the next episode. But it takes... No one ever wants to hold themselves accountable, you know. Mm -hmm. They always want to put blame on someone else. I think that's the most mature thing, or that's the most the biggest sign of a mature person is to where they can say, "I I am responsible for this." You know, even in in the worst breakup where, you know, the person just cheated on the other person and they're just they're that person's garbage. They're crap. It's still for that person who got cheated on everything to be like, but I allowed this or maybe I pushed them to do that, whatever, whatever the case may be, it shows a sign of maturity when you can hold yourself accountable as to your, you know, the reason why your relationship's not healthy or the reason why your relationship may be toxic. So, um, you know, when you have a codependency, it's those two people because obviously there needs to be two people. One person needs to be dependent on the other. and The other person needs to be addicted to being, you know, having that person be dependent on them. So... It, it takes one or both to say, hey, this isn't healthy. This isn't good. We need to change it or we need to, to separate. So um, Can like I, I s-
1: say something really quick, like that's one of the dangers of having the whole we become one yeah. type of person because then then responsibility gets mixed up. Then it just becomes pointing the finger at one another because you don't, yeah. you, you don't know the difference between you and the other person. And now it's just a blaming game, and and, and everything just gets mixed up, mm-hmm. you know? And But when you separate yourself, make yourself two individuals, then you're able to see the behaviors within yourself, and you're able to, to allow the other person not to point the, uh, the finger at the other person, but allow the other person to figure it out for themselves as well, you know? But the whole, like, becoming one thing, it gets messy because in. You don't, there's no, like, identity there. There's, no, There's. you know, you just, all of a sudden you, you become responsible for hmm. the other person just as much as you're responsible yeah. for yourself. It doesn't work like that.
0: It's hard enough to know who you are and identify things that you need to process through and you need mm-hmm. to have in order to function in a healthy manner, let alone put someone else's past trauma and everything and try to deal with that to create this one person in a a relationship yeah so
1: i heard something real quick i know we said we were going to end but i just (laughs) it really it really bothered me when i heard this this guy had i don't know that i think they have a podcast too but they were talking about how they were talking about relationships and he was saying he's like if you're if your girl's um if your girl triggers you or your girl's like behaviors or something like triggers you then you really need to ask yourself like do you really know your girl like do you really know the things that bother her or that that you know that trigger her and if you don't then it's your responsibility to really get to know what it is that bothers her and and makes her upset or you know makes her uncomfortable and angry and I really honestly thought about it, and I commented on there, and I was like, why is it your responsibility to figure her shit out? Why isn't why, she
0: telling you? Why
1: isn't t- she, one, yes, telling you this, but also, why are her triggers your problem? They're not. Those are her triggers. Mm. Those are the things that bother her. She has to figure out, why is this triggering me? Why is this making me upset? And, I mean, I'll be 100% honest, like, that's something that I know that – I'm also guilty of where I, you know, if something makes me mad, I feel like some way you kind of need to fix it. And, and it's not, it's, it's not like that. You know, mm-hmm. my only response, I'm sorry, your only responsibility is to really hear me when I communicate and, that, and that's it, you know, and I don't even say responsibility, but it's I, it's something that I feel like as my husband, I hope you would give me that space to hear me if something's bothering me. But it's not your job to watch me and observe me. Oh, that's what he said. That he, you know, that men needed to observe and learn their wives. And I'm like,
0: like she's a science experiment. Yeah, like Take she's some a kind of freaking project. <laughs> What's your observations? And on I'm her. like,
1: how? Honestly, when I think about that, I think of just the the pressure and the burden a relationship cr- like comes. I'm sorry, the burden it becomes. Yeah. You know, it becomes like this this job. And this project and this like almost like science experiment that they need to figure out. And it's not like that. Yeah. You know, we're not things that we need to figure out of each other. Like we need to get to know each other by communicating, talking, discussing and and being 100% honest with one another. Yeah. You know, but I, it's never your job to figure it out and figure out why she's fucking triggered. Like yeah. she's triggered because she doesn't know how to identify her own triggers.
0: I mean, I think that's one area that you and I for sure are very strong in. I mean, for instance, you have that peanut allergy, and I love <laughs> peanut butter, and I make <laughs> peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in the bed. I don't care. That's your trigger. That's your problem, you know?
1: If something ever happens to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> super chunk. The Skippy super chunk. So that's where it's stupid.
1: at. I'm not allergic, but I, I do... I do hate peanut butter sometimes because you talk about it so much. I'll everything we get. Can we get peanut butter? <laughs> can we get peanut butter flavor? Why? Why does everything have to be freaking peanut butter flavor? It's disgusting.
0: I'm waiting for Aquafina to make that peanut butter flavor <laughs> water. We'll <laughs> just life will be good.
1: Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening to our rants. Um, I hope that what we've shared today, we do have another half that we will be Discussing, so we have I think another eight points. Yeah, we'll, maybe we'll or finish off points. the last
0: of that list. Yeah, and kind of go over those. But um, like Jess was starting to say, there, I hope hope you know the parts that we have gone over have kind of maybe helped you to understand if you know your relationship maybe might be suffering from some of these, um, and kind of motivated you to talk it out with with your partner, and um, you know because again. It's never an easy task to bring up something that's sensitive, you know, mm-hmm. because you never want to come at your your partner and be like, this is a problem and we need to fix it. No one ever wants to hear that, but it could be the one thing that saves your relationship. And if you care about that person or care about your relationship, you need to have that genuine and honest communication and, and have an environment of that safety to where we can bring this up and we can discuss it. And it's not pointing fingers and blaming. Mm -hmm. It's taking the accountability and saying, what is my role in this and what is your role in this and how can we change it? So I hope that is what you guys got from this. Um, Like Jess said, we're going to come back with part two, kind of finish this list out. But um, until then, we thank you guys for our little pause in in episodes here, and we're glad to be back, and um, we promise to not be gone for a long time again. So.
1: And look out for Would You Rather questions. Oh, yes. The most we...
0: important <laughs> part of this whole podcast is the Would You Rathers, which I'm pretty sure we'll have next time. So. Yes. But um, until then, be safe. Be great and keep growing and positive 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 (laughs) (laughs) we'll see you guys bye